Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
No matter how you say it It only matters what you do Each day please take the time To tell someone that I love you
Well, I'm blessed by the best, and I'm so happy that y'all could be here today. Thank you so much. Y'all got me a little nervous today. Why is that? I don't know why I'm so nervous. Like I don't know. I don't know. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay! Happy Valentine's Day to you too. Happy Valentine's Day to to, to both of you. It's okay for uh, for for two men to say Happy Valentine's Day to one another. It's okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, today, um. I've been wanting to do a relationship show with you all for a long time. And all of a sudden, Saturday falls on kind of like a chill day, but it so happens to also fall on Valentine's Day. Now, you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Gibson, I always ask you, did you set that up? No, no, just happened by chance. <laughs> I love it when he gives me those answers like that. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. And he's telling the truth too. He's telling the truth because I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, one of the reasons that I have wanted to uh do this show, uh, because I'm a strategist and I believe that nothing succeeds like success but success. And if you follow the example of successful systems, then you can repeat those particular systems. Uh, I've heard you say many times you'll never get to the Hall of Fame without a coach. Is that right? That's right. Well, I know in dealing with relationships by looking at the numbers, uh, there's so many divorce rates in uh, America, in all homes of all different colors. Like people just don't seem to have it right, you know, Um, and they just getting divorced. They're doing things. They're not treating people right. They're angry. And when we see the Gibsons, at a Tybro workshop and just everywhere, you know, like before the workshop, afterwards, when we hear you doing interviews, it's just, we just feel the love that's resonating. We feel the love that's resonating from both of you. And today we want to dip into your toolbox or bag of tricks or both. Is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. All right. So this is how I got it set up. So, uh, Master Kathy, you know how I do. I like to do the full court press sometimes. So I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you bring the ball up, okay? Doctor Gibson, is that okay? If she if, uh, if if she runs the point guard position tonight, that's fine. So I have um I have a couple of questions that I want to just get into, and um both of you can answer them, but I will you know direct them to each of you individually first. Mm-hmm. So I first I first wanted to know about. Uh, you all's relationship for those who may not know about Kathy. If you could tell me who is Kathy and Mitchell Gibson, and how did y'all meet? Well, let's start off with how we met. Uh, we were both at a time uh, kind of going through the motions of being on the internet on different dating sites, and I think we were doing at least for myself. Uh, I was at a point where I was ready to look uh, to have a relationship again. I had gotten divorced in 1998, and I spent uh, a couple of years just kind of being with myself, getting to know myself again. Uh, Divorce has a way of making you feel unsure of yourself for many reasons, but for me it was a way for me to allow myself to get to know Kathy again. My marriage had kind of uh, shaken me a bit, and I was a single mom with two children. And it's not easy to date when you're a single mom. So I found that if I was on the Internet and going through different sites uh, just to see what was out there, because I hadn't dated uh, in a very long time, 
and I wanted to make sure that the person that I was going to bring into my life was willing and able to accept that I was a package. I was not just me, it was me and my two kids. So I was very leery at uh, just bringing anybody into my life. So I was on the Internet. I went to a a site called blackplanet.com, and I was just scrolling through some of the uh, profiles of different men, and I I came across one that uh, made me pause, and it happened to be of uh, uh, Mitchell, and and I uh, was curious as to who this person was. He had a beautiful poem that I was very familiar with that was on his front page, and that was unusual because on on those dating sites back in the day, this is we're talking about uh, the year 2000, uh, people were putting out more physical stuff than they were on mental things on their page to try and uh, attract whatever type of person. So for him to put a poem on his front page was unusual, and then it caught me uh, by surprise, and I just kind of uh, read through it, and then I looked at his um, profile, and I was intrigued. So I decided to send him a little message to see if I would get a reply back. Now, keep in mind, I did not have a picture on my profile, and I did that for a reason. I didn't want to attract the wrong type of guy. I wasn't looking to have men just come to me just because of the way that I looked. I wanted them to get to know who I was, and if they would respond back to whatever I would text, then I would see that that was a potential person that I would like to talk to. So I sent him a message, and he fortunately sent me back a message, and it kind of went from there. We went back and forth um, on the Internet, and then we uh, started to talk on the phone, and then we finally met in person. So you can imagine uh, with Master Gibson the wealth of information that he has, and the kind of conversations we would have. So the very first conversation, I was blown away with his knowledge of just about everything. We talked for a couple of hours, and then we just went back and forth, and it got interesting from there. But that's how we met. We met online, and wow. uh, the Internet has been very, very good to us. It is how we met. It's how we found our house. It's how we have our business. It's, it, it was a relationship that I really wasn't looking for. Uh, when we first met, I had been divorced for a number of years, and I had promised myself that I was never going to get married again. And I was out there. And my pledge to myself and the world was that if a woman's going to marry me, she had to break through all sorts of defenses and everything that I had up. And um, uh, <clears throat> Asaria did that. Um, strategically, I'm listening to what you're saying, and I want to start with Asharia. Um, when you said you didn't have up a picture on your online profile, and uh, was that, I mean, and then you explained how that was a part of the strategy and that you were not necessarily looking for the physiques in a man, but his mental. Um, was it totally something that mentally that you would wanted to be attracted to, or like when you saw Master's picture, you know, was there a physical attraction as well, or, or if any? There was a physical attraction, uh, and his picture didn't look much like he did in person when I finally met him. It was he was much more handsome when I uh, I met him. 
but I was attracted to his picture, but I was really attracted to his his mind. His mind is very attractive to me. And when you're, I was married for 16 years prior to getting divorced, and I hadn't dated. I dated uh, my high school sweetheart uh, all four years, and then I went to college for four years, and we were engaged at that point, and I got married shortly after I graduated from college. So I didn't date anybody else. And when I got divorced was really my first time really being out there on the market. And I got a chance to see what was out on the market, and it was frightening. It was very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> it was very frightening. Uh, where uh, Men were at their uh, state of mind at the time was far from where I was. And so I wasn't very impressed with the gentleman I was meeting. And so I realized that I needed to take some time to get to know who I was and what I wanted in my life and the kind of man I wanted to bring into my life and into my children's life. So, yes, there was an attraction to him physically, but I was looking more for a man who attracted my mind because, to me, that was more of what I was looking for. That's what what I was prepared for at that time in my life. So that is what I was looking for. And I didn't put my picture up because I didn't want to attract uh, the the wrong kind of men. I wasn't going to be the regular booty call, and I didn't want to attract guys who – didn't have a mind or something going for them uh, and bring that into my life. So I was very strategic as to what I was looking for, and he fit the bill. How long after a few conversations did you let him see what you looked like? Because there's some guys on the phone that are listening like, hey, I don't know what she looked like. She may be a bugaboo. You know, I need to know, like, okay, I got a mind, and I'm doing my work, but I still want somebody who's pleasing to the eye. Is a man supposed to, like, wait all the way until the first date, or is the woman supposed to wait until the first date? Or when did you feel comfortable enough to send him a picture? After a couple of um, uh, texts back and forth uh, through the messaging system, I sent him a picture, but I sent him a picture of me and my two kids because I knew if I sent a picture of me and my two kids and he was still interested, then that was somebody I needed to talk to. If it was just going to be a picture of me, then I didn't want him to get the wrong idea that I was uh, the person that he was going to be going for because I am a package. Single women who have children need to know that they can't market themselves as just the individual because that's not a true... Uh, reflection of what she's offering. The man that comes into her life has to realize that it's both her and the children. So if he's just looking for a booty call from a single woman and that's what she wants, then that's one thing. But if she's looking for a mate, you're trying to attract the wrong kind of guy. Yes. Uh, Master Gibson, prior to you meeting Kathy, you had already met DeJounte, correct? That's right. That's right. And... You were, and you said you were still, quote-unquote, out there, c- correct? Yeah, after I met DeJounte, though, something changed in my aura and in my energy. And I actually modeled professionally for about 10 years after that. And when you model, and I made money on TV, on radio, I made money with my voice, I made money on magazines, you attract a lot of people of a lot of different types. And, you know, I would have people of, uh, married couples approached me. I had single women approach me. I had people waiting in my yard until I got home, and people would be knocking on my door at 3 o'clock in the morning 
uh, once they found out where I lived. And I realized that that's that kind of energy. You need to be careful with that. There is, it, it wasn't a normal human energy, let's just put it that way. And it really it made me circumspect about the whole dating process because I knew ever the people that were attracted to me weren't crazy. They were attracted to something that they didn't fully understand. And I needed to have a special person in my life to help balance my life. And I can honestly say that my wife helped put my life into balance that way because I recognized that there was energy there that just I wasn't going to be able to deal with as a single man indefinitely. I had to have a woman to take that place of being by my side. And it it really hit me profoundly when she wrote me because I had to make a choice. I mean, I didn't make a habit of talking to women online that didn't give me a picture because they will give you their cousin's sister's picture and say, well, we're related. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't like that. I and mean, I had met people who, who had done that. And it quite often didn't work out because it was not the person you expected. They give you a 15-year-old picture. They say, "Well, that's me," and you have to you have to you have to deal with that. But when I met her, she was more pleasing to the eye than I thought she would be, and that really helped. And between the balance and the pleasingness to me, um, she was really a catch. For the now, at the time. Go ahead, at the time at the time, I didn't want kids, and that was a bit of a struggle for us. I uh, had not had my own biological kids for a reason, and in my first marriage, we did not have kids, and here comes a lady that I like a lot that has two kids by another guy, and I had to deal with that. We had to deal with that, um, but they were really the sweetest, most lovable kids you could ever imagine. And I just fell in love with them over time. But I had to deal with the fact that in my family, in my uh, biological history, children and family just really weren't valued. And I had to learn to value family for what it, for the blessings that it brings. But a lot of guys don't understand that blessing and can't really accept the blessing at the level that God intends. And that was a learning lesson for me, to accept the blessing of children the blessing of family at the level that God intended. So with your attitude towards not having children, because you had been married uh, prior to meeting Ashaya uh, yourself, correct? That's right. And you said you had not had children by choice. I think you were married for four years. That's right. And you went to Florida AMU, uh, FAMU, lovely women down there. You went to Carolina. Lovely women there. You were the chief residency at Albert Einstein. I'm sure you had your pick of lovely women there. And you still and you still did not have any children. Was this a decision that you made uh, that you didn't want any children before you got married, before you met DeJounte? Or was it something about your spiritual evolution that you said, you know, I just want to cultivate me and not have any children? What was, the, what was some of the uh, things that led into that uh, that decision at that time? Well, I grew up in an extraordinarily dysfunctional family. My mother shot more people than I could count. Let's just give you that perspective. Whoa. And the first person I saw shot was my father shooting somebody that my mother had entertaining in the house. You can understand that story. Um, there used to be men sleeping under the house, waiting for my mother to come home. So she had that that charisma and magnetism that men just love. 
and it it was a very dysfunctional uh, orientation toward family, children, and relationships. And so as I grew, I decided that I did not want to bring children into the world with the baggage that I had emotionally when it came to family. When you when you do a psychiatric residency, you have to go through something called supervision, which is really analysis. So three times a week for an hour, for three hours a week, I had to sit down with the psychoanalyst and go over all my stuff. And most of it had to do with family. Mm. When you do that for four years, that's a lot of time going over your stuff. I realized that I didn't have the emotional equipment uh, when I was young to be a father, so I decided not to. Wow. Okay. And even after even after your spiritual enlightenment, even after your meditation and the cleansing, you still were like, I'm not necessarily, I don't want children. That's right. That's okay. Right. Now, um, this is, I need some strategy for the single brothers out here who are single, uh, studying with you or on some spiritual path, and they're attracting women. And they know that the energy is not quite, you know, not quite a match for them and where they're going. And But the woman is into them, into their minds. But there's a really, really big gap in, I don't know what it is, learning curve or know-how. You know, like, uh, Master Ashaya, how much were you meditating before you met Master Gibson? Zero. So right there, Master Gibson, like, you were meditating every day. She was meditating at zero. Please talk to me about your strategy right here because, like, to me, if somebody's not meditating, I'm just, like, kind of frustrated. I'm like, man, okay, do I have to wait and, you know, find somebody that meditates or who's from an ashram? Do I got to go to India? What did you do? What? How, how did you cope with that difference? You know, um, one poem, that's all one poem from the prophet did? It had to be something else. Well, for myself and most men out there, we didn't have uh, good fathering. A lot of times, I mean, 70% of the time, the father's not there. And a lot of times, if he is there, the model for fathering isn't necessarily healthy. There's drinking involved, there's drugs, there's abuse. And in many cases, especially with men of color, they didn't have, black, they didn't have good fathering. And so when you, when you contemplate the whole idea of being a father and raising children, you go into your, your, your bag and you recognize that I don't have any tools here. I don't know how to talk to a boy. I don't know how to raise a daughter. And that was something that I really had, the first thing I had to face in myself. I have an 8-year-old and a 6-year-old that are contemplating being my children. How do you <laughs> deal with that? And then I have a woman who's been raising them for the better part of a decade and knows what to do, and I don't know squat about raising children. Um, I had to come to terms with that within myself. And what I found was, and it was a challenging but a necessary uh, transition, I had to let her teach me about parenting. I had to listen to what she said to her children. I had to watch her feed them. I had to watch her bathe them. I had to watch her buy clothes. I had to watch her uh, discipline them. I had to watch her do everything with those children until I began to have a clue about what I should do as a man. I recognized over time that she talks to them like a woman, and there were certain things as a man I would say different. She would feed them different than I would. She would bathe or clothe them different than I would. But over time I recognized that there's a place for a man in raising children and there's a place for a woman. But as a man, you have to watch 
for our for my case, you have to watch a woman do that before you have any clue about what you should do. And after I watched that for at least several years, um, that's when I approached her about the concept of meditation, how meditation could add value to your peace, to your life, to your concentration, to your health. But it was after I'd allowed her te- to teach me that she allowed me to teach her. Wow. Okay. So, and this question is for either one of you or both of you. Uh, there were religious differences. You were not big into Jesus at that time, were you, Master Gibson? I had recognized a lot about the fallacies of the Jesus myth, but at the time, Asaria was still a fundamentalist Christian. But I saw a light in her soul that told me that this woman's about to wake up. Mm. And all I had to do was bide my time and teach her slowly, and she would wake up. But you have to, when you're a man and you really like somebody, look at the light of their soul. Look at their eyes and see how awake, what their, their, what their potential for awakening is before you make any decisions about that person. If you look at their eyes and your heart tells you, this woman's sound asleep and she ain't going to wake up in 200 years, keep moving. But if your heart tells you when you look in her eyes that this woman has potential for awakening without me forcing it, then that's a woman to pursue. Even if she doesn't have all the trappings, she may have the potential that will allow her to awaken. Now, there are some women in the awakened community that think they're awake, but they're only following the illusion of awakening. That's different than being truly awake. Oh, please, either one of you, please go into that. The women that are... Whatever you just said, please go a little further into that for us brothers or us sisters. Maybe the sisters can wake up out of the illusion and give us brothers what are some of the signs we can look for that somebody's not really awake. Well, I'll tell you from a man's perspective, and Asari can tell you from her perspective if she chooses to. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, when I look at a woman, I look at several things that are really important to determine if this is a true awakening or if it's a near awakening. A near awakening is an illusion, and that person can be in that state for a long, for lifetimes. In a near awakening, a woman says the right things, she's doing the right things, but her actions are inconsistent with her thoughts and words. She may read the right book, she may go to meditate, but she's still cussing and drinking. Or she's doing those things and she's still wanting to have sex with other men and not telling you about it or she doesn't cook and eat right, she doesn't treat her body right, or she may have difficulty with health issues or weight issues, and you look at that and say, how can you be awake and weigh 400 pounds and overeat and destroy your body that way? You've got to look at the whole person. Now, some people just can't help it, but some people do that intentionally. If a woman's smoking, if a woman is abusing herself, or has the potential to abuse you. And also the controlling uh, woman that wants to make you believe like she does, that's a near awakening as well because a person that's truly awake will give you the path and they'll let you decide if you want to walk it or not. Also, Kair, it's important to see what is in a person's heart Mm -hmm. because that will tell you more than anything else is if a person's heart is different than what they're they're saying to you, then that person may be acting like they're awake, but they're not awake. That goes for men too. What he just said goes exactly the same for women 
who might be awake and looking for a man who's not awake. It's it's difficult to try and and maneuver a relationship, and that's what happens is a person is trying to control a person. Like yourself, you're a awakened person who's looking for a mate. You're you're already judging a person before they get to you because you want them to act a certain way. You want them to be already evolved or at least be willing to evolve. Well, if if you're a man and you're looking for a woman that you want to spend your life with, you can't dictate what she's going to do for you. You have to look into her heart and see if she's willing to evolve, if she wants to evolve. If she wants to evolve, then you do your practices. And if she's interested in what you're doing because she sees how you're changing because of the light that's becoming or coming out of you, then she's going to look at what you're doing and she wants to participate in that because she sees the results. She sees this evolved person. She sees that this person's not going to try and control her. She sees that this person wants the best for her. She sees here's a man that's going to be ahead of this family and he's going to try and motivate the people within the family to be better and want better for themselves. She's looking for somebody who wants to be the example that she can follow. She's not looking for someone to dictate what she's going to do because that already sets up a block, and you're not going to get past that block. No matter what you do, you're not going to get past the block. You have to be the type of person who's going to be the example by doing the practices and she's seeing the difference in you, how your life has changed, that you've become a more uh, light being, that you're interested in what's going on in your community. You're interested in bringing people who are are in the depths of poverty and trying to lift them up by offering them different tools and practices that they can use. She's looking at you for the person that she wants to spend the rest of her life with. She's not looking for a dictator. She's looking for somebody who's going to become one with her. And she has to be able to respect that man in order to become one with him, to follow in what he's doing. She's going to have to respect him first before she's going to allow herself to do that. So when you're looking at trying to find the mate, then you need to concentrate on yourself. You need to to dig within yourself for the weaknesses and try and make them become strengths. You're going to need to look within yourself to evolve yourself first before you can even begin to help somebody else evolve. Because if you're not evolved, then it's an illusion. You're looking for an illusion of a, of a female partner. If you're not evolved and you're pretending, then that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract another person who's pretending to be awake. But when you find that true mate, and you will know it when you find it, then that is somebody who wants to do the same things that you're doing. And that's what makes it a fulfilling relationship because you're on the same page. You're on the same path. You're able to evolve together. And the male energy and the female energy coming together, then you're much greater than either one of you separately. That's when you know you have found the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Anything short of that, you're pretending. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. 
got to fast forward to the present day and hit you with the next question. I could stay on that one vein all day. The next question is for both of you. Uh, how do you today, last week, tomorrow, how do you stay together and how do you go to the next level? What's the formula that you two are using as a power couple? We recognize you all as a I do. I call you a power couple. Uh, what is the formula that you're using if you if you care to share as much as you can share? And I know it's built on meditation. I want to just go ahead and say that I know that you got to meditate together. But what else besides the meditation is making you is keeps you together and then take you to the next level? Well, I'll start with that answer. The we, we learned a concept a number of years ago that really I think helps cement our relationships. When we're in life, each day can be spent doing one of two things. You can work on sowing order into your life, or you can work on sowing chaos into your life. When you sow order into your life, you make decisions that build your life up. When you sow chaos into your life, you make decisions that bring the energy into your life that tear your life apart. Staying with your mate, nurturing the relationship, having thoughts and actions that build trust, and intimacy in your relationship, that's the cornerstone of building the order that makes the relationship stronger. If you are thinking about other people, secretly talking to other people, uh, not coming home, uh, thinking that the relationship is something you, go, you want to get out of but just hadn't figured it out, that's sowing chaos into your relationship. When you devote your heart and your mind and your being to that person, that's when the relationship starts. That's when you're sowing order into the relationship in such a way that it's it's your only option. You don't have a second or a third or a fourth option. You don't have a way out. The relationship is it. And a lot of guys are with the person, but they're thinking about the front door. They're thinking about, hmm, if I stay here a little bit longer, if I do this, I can get out and she won't even know it. We have a backdoor plan that we don't admit to ourselves or the mate. And in order for a relationship to work, we have to let that backdoor plan go and be with that person. That's one thing I think that is very essential to building a strong relationship. Be with that person and no backdoor plan. <laughs> no backdoor plan, but also, Kair, we, we like to have a lot of fun together. We like to cook together. We like to... Uh, we love talking to each other. That's that's a big plus for us. We like to uh, watch certain shows together. We like to go out and just have fun. Uh, part of uh, being together is, is finding joy and happiness. So you have to find things that make you happy. Uh, and if that same thing is there for the both of you, even better. If not, then the things that he likes to do, then I'll do them with him. And things that I like to do, he'll do those with me. Uh, but it's a matter of, it's a little give and take, and it's a matter of finding things that, that you guys enjoy doing together. Uh, if that is uh, sitting around just being silly, then sitting around being silly is the greatest thing of that day. And it's it's not a rocket science. It's really more of finding things that you enjoy. And if you can do that and you communicate with each other and you really get to know who that person is, and finding ways to make them happy. If you can find ways to make your mate happy and they do the same for you, then you you have a lifelong mate. If you are if you have that one foot in the door and the other foot out of the door, that is not your mate. 
if that person is not the person you want to make happy, then that's not your mate. If if you're not giving your your hundred percent of who you are to that other person, then that's not your mate. You're thinking that that's your mate. You want to try and make it your mate, but if that is not coming from your heart, then that's not your mate. Your heart is where the creator lives, so you can't trick your heart into something that's not there. So one way or another, somewhere down the line, if you're saying one thing and you're thinking something else, then that relationship will fall apart because you're not being honest with yourself. So I always help people go within because that's where your answers are. If your heart's not saying, yeah, this is the person, I love this person, I'd do anything for this person, if it's not saying that, and that's just somebody you're spending time with until you get to that next person who's going to blow your mind, so to speak. You know this question. I think both of you knew this question was coming. I'm not going to catch you off guard. You two are in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. You you have students and followers and window shoppers who are not, who follow your practices and uh, follow the best that they can to the guidelines that you set, but they are not monogamous. And I want to know about people who are not secretly thinking about someone or not, Dr. Uh, Master Gibson, you said um, a person was secretly talking to someone. What if the person is not secretly talking to someone? One, this person is radically honest and, and, and is telling you, look, I have another boyfriend or I have another girlfriend. Uh, can you just jump in here and help me out, or do you want me to be more in detail in this question? Like, are you? Can you not work? I mean, can a can a person who is not in a monogamous relationship not find true love? Well, the difficulty with being with more than one person has to do with your spiritual cords. When you're with one person, you create three cords between yourself and that person. You create a cord to the mind. You create a cord to the soul and you create a call to the body. Those three cords, the longer you stay with that person, the thicker and stronger they become. Let's say you add another person. Then that's six cords. Add a third person. That's nine cords. And then think about the number of people that, if you stay with a person at least a year, those cords become thick. They become thick and almost permanent. And you can't really you can't really deal with the energy of too many cords and stay sane in this world. Over time you wonder where the chaos with your money comes in, the chaos with your health, the chaos with your job, the chaos with your living situation, chaos with legal issues. You wonder where that comes in, but you then first have to look at the number of cords you have attached to your being. And if you had left too many people attached to your being, you can't deal with the amount of chaos all those people are going to bring into your life. There are so, a lot of... I'm sorry, go ahead, Master Shai. I'll hold my question. Tyre, if, if if a person's dealing with someone who's not monogamous and they're looking for a monogamous relationship, they need to keep moving. Short yes. and sweet. They need yes. to be yes. that, that person was honest. 
um, there are uh, there, but there are successful relationships where people, I mean, in, in the Muslim community and in just in in circles that have been in fortified relationships. So I, so let's say like if there's one man and two wives, he has six cords. Um, if the women are not having sex, are their cords united to one another, or are their cords just united to that man? Does she just have three cords connected to the man? Or, this, or are her, her cords connected to the other woman as well? They're connected to anybody that's in the relationship with them. Gotcha. That's why, I mean, a woman almost has, and a man too, you almost have a second sense when somebody you're involved with has another person attaching cords to them. You just know, you get a sense that, hmm, I'm not here by myself. There's other cords here. Mm-hmm. You may not know names. You may not know faces. But you know energy. And you know the energy is not right when you have other per- people attaching cords to you and your mate. And you also know that that person is not totally there with you. You can sense that as well. You can sense, well, he's kind of here, but he's kind of somewhere else in his mind. He's kind of far away in his thoughts. And if he's far away in his thoughts and he's not thinking of you, he's thinking of somebody else, and you're probably connected with that person as well. A lot of times when we get uh, nightmares, it's coming from cords that are attached to us, and you're going into the uh, subconscious of somebody else. That's their nightmares, but you're connected to them, so it's uh, showing up in your dreams as well, which is another reason why you have to be careful who you're connecting with physically. Yes. Um, I'm going to just be real. with there's To me, there's more women in the in the spiritual community then there are men i think and, and i and women have told me there's a shortage of men that are in the spiritual community and there are women who say miss kathy i mean uh, master shy and master gibson they say hey i'm on this path and this is the lifestyle that i want to lead and that it's not that whole you know it's, it's not a possession issue of owning a person. If we have our own souls and a person wants to own you, can that be dangerous? Yes, but to answer your question quite simply, as a person evolves, you're not going to have a whole lot of people attached to you consciously. You're not going to have two or three relationships going at the same time. You're going to be in a relationship where you can work on your growth together. It is the most challenging aspect of spirituality to accept that point of evolution where you have to say to yourself, it's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to be with either by myself or with that one person so that I may evolve. And it's actually better to evolve with a person mm-hmm. and not by yourself because that is ultimately the most challenging aspect of spiritual evolution, making a relationship work where you both are on a path of evolving together. That's how it's meant to be. All right. I, I gotta now. I gotta fast forward a little bit. Uh, this next one, I want to be really, really distinct on this one. Um, leadership in the household, uh, Master Ashaya. You wrote in your book, and it is lovely. Yes, I love it, and we all love it. But you, there was a section early in the book where you said I went through a divorce, and I had all this stuff in my name, and man, is bankruptcy, and that really influenced you and it influences a lot of women moving forward into the man that they're going to connect with who they're going to let be their leader 
And you said, and put it in bold writing, you said, don't, if you marry or in a relationship, don't put anything in your name. Can you give me something really brief on that? Why you stated that? Because you just said it, dropped the mic, and walked off the stage. I don't disagree. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I just want you to explain yourself because well, some some people may what, have some type of thoughts. I'm, I'm going to let you clear it up. Well, what I meant by that was this. A lot of times when men and women get together and you're sharing a space, when it's time to get that space open, uh Men usually let women open it. They usually let them get the lights on and the gas and the and usually on the rent there's usually his name and her name or just his name, but everything gets turned on. And the woman's usually doing that, and it's usually all in her name because she's she's the one that's out there and she's getting things turned on, taking care of things. But by doing that, she makes herself vulnerable if things don't work out. And if things shut down or you have to move and you're separated or you're divorced, then when you go your separate ways and the the money's not the same because the money's been separated, then the creditors, they come out and they look for the person who opened up those accounts. Well, what I was saying to women was to make sure that the next relationship that you get in, that it's... That's a shared uh, uh, responsibility from both man and female. Make sure that if your name is on something that's on the mortgage, that your name and his name is on the mortgage. Make sure that if you open up accounts that some things go in your name, some things go in her name. Now, the leader of the, the household, in our household, he's the leader of the household. I have no problems with him being the leader of the household because he's a a man that takes very good care of his family. But you have to have that kind of trust in a man and not just uh, allow everything that he decides to do be it. Make sure that you're in on those decisions uh, when it comes to the household. Make sure that you're part of the decisions when things need to be done. Don't just allow somebody to do things. I had to learn how when he and I got together, Dr. Gibson, he likes to decorate. He likes to uh, go shopping. He likes to do those things uh, that in my first marriage, I got to buy the things and put everything where I wanted to. And, and my husband, my first husband didn't really care about that. He just let me set everything up. But when I got together with uh, Dr. Gibson, I had to make sure that we made those decisions together because, he had been used to doing it on his own, and I was used to doing it on my own, and we had to compromise. So I'm telling women, just be careful when it comes to finances because most of the time they get caught with the things when things don't go right and things go wrong in the relationship, and they're the ones that's financially obligated for those things, and I was telling them to be cautious of that. Are you giving women the green light to let finances be their one of their number one uh, concerns or uh, discerning factors for being in a relationship? Because I hear all the time, I make the money, I'm in charge, I make more money than him. I have so many people that come to me where the woman is making more money than the man and he feels so emasculated. And she doesn't really care because she says, I'm going to have money for my children if he ever decides to do something else. And to me, 
I feel that the woman has more magic than the man does. Both people are access to it, but a woman's words are magic. And if she's saying that, she's like creating that energy for him to leave. And she's saying, you know, she's kind of like throwing shade on him and saying, I don't really trust you. Um, and I'm in control here. And I don't know if um, women understand that that can be very emasculating. And a man who's emasculated can't protect you. He doesn't really want to stand up and be the leader and so on and so forth. Can you speak to those ladies who make more money than their man and they have that attitude? What would you say to them? Or would you, what would you say to the man? Should he get out? What would you say to that situation? Well, first of all, it, it's difficult when a woman and man are not making the same money uh, because of that reason. Because if she's making more money and she's in that relationship, and that's how the relationship began. She met him when she was making more money than him. And the uh, unfortunately, women who make more money kind of feel like they have the pants in the family, and that is absolutely the wrong attitude that women should take. Uh, this world and this country, um, African-American men have had a difficult time trying to make money uh, and be able to take care of their families. When women went back to work, they never gave up going to work. And that was back in the time of the war when they were asking women to come to work. But when women stayed working, then the dynamics of the family kind of broke down. And women learned to start to make money and take care of themselves. They became sexually active and free. They were able to do things on their own, and they didn't, necessarily need a man for certain things and that hasn't changed much women especially now since there's very few men in the household uh, women have taken on the responsibilities of trying to be both the male and the female in the relationship but the way that uh, our society first came about men need to feel like they're needed. They need to feel like they can take care of their family. They need to feel like they're the hunter-gatherers and they're the ones that's going to provide for the family. But in situations where they don't make quite as much money as, as the woman, then if this is a relationship that's in a dating phase, then that's a conversation that needs to happen. Women need to understand that, yes, it does emasculate a man when you're using money uh, in their face and saying that you can't provide and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, if you keep saying those things, that woman's going to be all by herself because no man is going to put up with that for too long. There's, there's too many other people out there for him to have a relationship with. And so for the women, if you make more money than men, then make sure that the man that you're uh, involved in is the man that you can respect for what he does and not try and change who he is because you can't do that. A person's not going to change in that way. Try to encourage him and find ways if he wants to do better. But if it's a man that you know is only going to make a certain amount of money and he's he's doing the best that he can and he has no drive, then you have to accept him for who he is. And if mm. you're with that person, then you need to be honest with him and let that be what it is. If you're trying to change a person, you get a man, you say, I really like him, but he doesn't make much money, but I want to be with him, but I'm going to take care of everything. I'm not going to let him make any decisions because I make the most money. Then that's not going to be a relationship that's going to work. That man will run out on you. He will
will cheat on you, and he'll let you make the money, but you don't have his heart. A man that you have his heart, and you're honest and he has yours, you won't do anything to disrespect him. You won't do anything to make him feel less than. You'll make him feel like a king. And if you do that, I I promise you, he will make you feel like a queen because the person that's needed in a relationship is a person who wants to be there. And if you're you're thinking that just because you make more money that you can call the shots, then that's not going to help a man who's trying to make a work who might be a blue-collar worker and you might be a corporate worker. Well, just because you make corporate money doesn't mean that you're going to be able to dictate what goes on in the household. Uh, unless that's the type of man that you want that's going to let you run everything. But even then, that man is going to hes going to cheat on you, and that's not the kind of personal relationship that you want. So mm-hmm. to the women, if you find a man and you're making more money than him, then make sure that's the man you want to be with and not a, a person that you're trying to change or to encourage to do better. He has to want to do better on his own. That's not something that you can force a person to do. You're you're fooling yourself if you're thinking that. Thank you. Uh, Master Gibson, let's say you're standing in front of a, a thousand 21-year-old men, boys. They're not quite men yet. They're sophomores at FAMU, and you're back at your college, and you have, to t- you have two minutes to tell them three things that men need to do to be leaders and looked at as leaders and respected as leaders right then. What is it that you would tell this group of sophomores at FAMU that you wish somebody would have told you about leadership in the household? Well, I certainly was a FAMU sophomore at that age, and there were certain things that I wish people had told me. I I think the first thing that I would say to them is value your body. Don't just put your body into anyone's body because that energy will follow you for years. Mm. The women that you choose to be with, the people that you choose to be with will become connected to you. You may have babies with those people. They will also enter into your mind. Your mind will be affected for decades from the thoughts of others in ways that you can't quite comprehend now. So value and protect your mental diet. Protect your thoughts. Protect what you learn. Protect what you see as wisdom. And the third thing, I think, probably is learn to develop a real relationship with God that nobody can interfere with. Learn to meditate, learn to pray, and learn to worship the Creator in you in such a way that nobody can interfere with that relationship and will create a place, a sanctuary, that will strengthen you when you need it. And there will be times in life when you will need it. Those will be the three things I would tell them. I got to do a round of applause. You you got me speechless. Um, I often hear, this is my last question, because I got a lot of people with their hand raised. I don't know how long you're going to give me, so I'm not going to be too selfish today. But I wanted, I, I, I put a lot of questions that all these questions aren't mine. You know, some of them I have my own opinion and I know the answer. I don't know exactly how you would phrase it. But I've tried to put these questions together from the problems that I see when I help people on a day-to-day basis and that are that are very prevalent. So I, I just wanted to ask these. And they were also questions that I noticed that a lot of people in the spiritual community uh, seem to shun. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, why didn't you ask Master? You know, why didn't you ask Master about this particular situation? Oh, well, you know, 
we all spiritual now, so I can't ask them about the bedroom or I can't ask them about such and such. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I'm saying, hey, I know they're not having a been married 12 years and they're celibate and they're sitting there looking at one another. You know what I'm saying? I don't get in y'all's business, but I would think if I had a question about sex that I would feel comfortable enough coming to my coming to my teacher. Can you can you speak on that, Master Gibson, about uh, your students or your followers? Um, how what are your feelings about a man or a woman coming? This I guess questions for both of you coming to you, asking you about uh, sexual energy and sexual practices or tantra or something or even sex magic. Uh, actually, we do have people who come to us and ask us those questions, and uh, we try to give them the best advice possible. Um, but that's not something that we would, that's on an individual basis. It's not something that we want to talk about uh, on the air. Uh, but, yes, it's, it's, it's easy to ask us questions like that. Uh, we try to answer them as best we can per individual, depending on what's going on in their lives. And and sometimes it's just not a simple answer. Sometimes you have to look at what's going on with the person and then answer the question. We don't like to do fly-by answers uh, to questions because that is irresponsible of uh, teachers. But, uh, yes, it's, it's, everything's natural as far as uh, sexual uh things that a, pe- a person can do. Uh, a sexual relationship is very important in a relationship, and it's important to, to know uh, the different things that a person likes and, and doesn't like, and, and you have to talk to the individual couple to see what's going to work for them. So it, I don't want to just uh, do a flat uh, answer on that. It just really depends on the situation and the person and the uh, relationship. And um, the hour that we promised is up, and we, we really want to thank you for having us on, and we gotta, we got 10,000 things we need to do. But we, we really don't do individual consults anymore, and at some point we're going to have our, a radio show of our own, and that way people can call in and ask us questions. But uh, we're going to have to run now. Uh, we really want to uh, thank you for having us on, and we want to thank everybody that called in or wrote in with their questions. And at some point, we're going to have a radio show again, and we will be able to talk with people more in depth about things, the things that you brought up. And so we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kair, for having us on. Uh, we didn't realize it was going to be a longer than an hour. You didn't uh, make that uh, distinction. But in our minds, we had it down for an hour, and, and we do have a lot of things we want to do. It is Valentine's Day. We have things we want to go and do together. So uh, yes. we're going to yes. say Thank you to your audience, and, and thank you for having us on. Thank you so much. Uh, would you like to mention your two upcoming uh, uh, workshops? Is the Vegas workshop sold out? It's not sold out. We still have about 15 seats left, and uh, if a person wants to attend, uh, well, we have five seats left. Okay, we only have five seats left, and uh, we'll, a person can call the office or go online to our Tybro dot com workshop, uh, not workshop, or website, and you can actually uh, secure your seat that way by adding to cart on the website. We also have one coming up that we're looking forward to doing as well on June the 6th. It's going to be in Houston. We're going to be at the J.W. Marriott Hotel, and we're going to do the Solar Words of Power. 
something we've wanted to do for quite some time, and it is time to now give out those uh, solar words and show you how you can uh, actually talk to the sun and, and hear the sun talk back to you. So we're looking forward to uh, showing people and sharing that information, and we look so forward to uh, the people in Vegas that we're going to see in about a week. And uh, I just went over the workshop with uh, Master Gibson, and uh, you're going to be blown away, and I'm telling you, there's probably not enough liquor in the Luxor Hotel that people are going to need after they see this workshop. So <laughs> get, get ready for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. It's awesome, baby! That was really, really, really uh, a dream come true from the bottom of my heart and from everyone that's listening. Please don't hang up anyone, because I want to at least honor everyone that had their hand raised, uh, and I'd like to have your feedback. You know, this is a time... Uh, where we can share if you would like to stay on the line and give your commentary, some some of the jewels that you picked up. I was taking notes. I have some things over here that I'm definitely that stood out to me, and I'd like to hear some of the things that you all uh, thought were 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 very profound. So if you have already pressed one, I'm going to honor you and, and have you come on. And if you would like to have a comment, please press one as well. Um, but, of course, you know, I want to honor uh, Masters Gibson and Master Ashaya for coming on and by running into a quick segment break, 30 seconds, 29 seconds, and then we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tybro, the world's leader in protective medallions, healing sounds, and spiritual tools. Prayer, miracles, and enlightenment often travel together. Miracles are used by higher beings as a way of communicating with us. To get their attention, you need the right spiritual tools. At Tybro, we've created a large variety of spiritual tools. Take a look at our products. They may just change your life. www.tybro.com It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. Ooh, 347-205-9089 is the call-in number. If you got a comment or question or you heard a jewel that you want to build on or you want to make a comment on, you're on Coach K Radio. And for your, for the record, this show will be up. You can go back and listen to it. So if somebody came in late, if you came in late right now, you just came in like, oh, I missed it, you can go back to tybroradio.com. Just go back to Ty. After the show goes off, you can go to tybroradio.com. Hit the button, and then you'll be able to listen to the show and download it. If you want to look at the live stream on YouTube, you can just go to CoachKRadio.com. I'm sorry, Coach K Live. Coach K Live will be the live stream for the video on YouTube, and I'll post it on your social medias, and I'll post and stuff like that. And um, if you want to listen to the recording, you can just go to TyroRadio.com. Now, that's not a website, okay? It's just a link that takes you to the latest um, Tybro production. So to me, even though I'm the host, I still feel this is a Tybro production because I couldn't have done it without uh, the masters. 
And so when we have the Angels of Light show on Sunday nights, you'll be able to go through the regular link that you normally go through that Brian and Jaime and uh, Jamil and Robert are doing a great job over there that they post. But I'll take that link as well, and I will post that as well into the TyroRadio.com. So you will always be able to uh, catch up with the latest broadcast from the Tybro Energy, I guess, or the Tybro family, all right? So that's how you can catch up and, and, and stay up to date. But I'm going to leave this show on TyroRadio.com for a couple of days because, you know, yes, yeah, Valentine's Day. Some of y'all are getting ready to go to the movies. You're going to go shopping. You got things you want to do together. That's okay. I got plans tonight myself. But I want to just give us this next hour if you want to stay and build and offer up, you know, some of your commentary. I want to give that to you. So the call-in number is 347-205-9089. First, uh, I see 347-757-404-513. I see a 240 and another 513 and a 707. I'm already going to get to y'all, so just stay on the line. 347, you're first. Your mic is wide open. 347-889. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace and love, Brother Kyer. This is Sanchia and Jason from Atlanta. Peace what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> it's awesome, baby. Yeah. Peace, brother. What's going on? Hey, peace, God. How you feeling, man? How y'all doing over there? I mean, I I just want to be quiet and listen to y'all because we got to marry. And I know there's no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> right up there at the top, we have a couple that was married by the Masters. And then y'all sitting on the front row, I say, man, y'all cheating. You know, y'all already married. Y'all already, you know, you know, y'all seem to be doing really, really good. And y'all still on the front row getting more coaching. What's up with that? That's right. We could never get enough coaching, especially for my great masters. They've always been our mentors. And, you know, to be honest, Jason and I, we did start our relationship um, before joining the Tybo family. However, it's the Tybo family and the guidance and leadership of Masters is what has kept us together and has allowed us to build our solid foundation. So we are forever indebted to our Masters, and we will continue learning. Um, and it's just, you know, like you just said, nothing's a coincidence. However, um, when we look at our lives, Jason and my life, and our family and everything, you know, for us, we have so many similar stories as far as, you know, me being a single mother with two children, you know, meeting this man who has no bio, who has no children of his own, and us coming together as a family, you know, the story from beginning to end seems very similar. I mean, I related so much when Master was saying that he grew up, you know, in dysfunction. I could relate to that. You know, and just coming into our light, you know, it has been just amazing. And I just wanted to, you know, pay reverence to, you know, to Masters and being that guide and light from us and being the best mentors that we could mimic our lifestyle after. I mean, it is just ideal for our situation, and I wanted to pay respects to them in that light. So, you know, that's it for me. Um <laughs> You know, no, it's just a matter a, of watching and you gotta learning. Me, business. You got to give me a jewel. You got to give me at least one jewel you picked <laughs> up today now. Come on. Give me one jewel that you picked up that you can apply immediately. Listen to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
and the hits just keep on coming. Oh my! It's so funny he said that. Um, I remember we were at a student intensive um, a few years ago, and Jason asked a question. Um, I forgot what the question was, but Master's response to him was, just listen to your wife. And I just sat there just being blissful quietly, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, that was Master's direct answer to him as far as, you know, whatever his question was, or as far as needing guidance in his life. So, you know, that was an honor, and, you know, that humbled me as well, you know, to, you know, to even be in that position to, to you know, to guide my husband, guide my family. And, um, you know, everything said on the show today, you know, has been knowledge and wisdom learned, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, we're still learning. We're still growing. You know, I will never close the door on that. So we're always open. Masters have guided us personally and, you know, through their teachings and, you know, and professionally. So, you know, it's always a blessing, and we are so blessed to be under the guidance of such evolved and, you know, evolved and beautiful people, just beautiful in person, beautiful, you know, in their hearts and in every way possible. I mean, so many things that they said, you know, relates to us on a daily basis. As far as having fun together, going out and having fun, um, you know, one question that I did have that I wanted to put out there, um, you know, maybe it could be answered by anyone or in any capacity by masters is that, um, you know, we always enjoy having fun together and as a family. Um, <clears throat> as everybody probably knows, we're from the Caribbean background, so we enjoy our culture as well. So we've always enjoyed going out, dancing, and um enjoying our culture, and um, one of our, you know, one of our concerns is that, um, you know, we know that, you know, that there are certain environments that are not conducive to spiritual growth. So both being from the Caribbean background, we enjoy soca, we enjoy reggae music, and um, we wanted to know, like, what are the ramifications, if there are any, of going to clubs or just partying in an atmosphere where you know where they're smoking and alcohol drinking, and how do we continue to embrace our culture while evolving ourselves? So that's uh, something that I wanted to. I'm gonna just like I'm just I'm gonna channel what's coming to me right now. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not speaking for them, but I'm a mathematician, right? Mm-hmm. So you got 24 hours in a day times seven. So let's just say you just let's say you got eight. You know, like how many hours of the week are you in those environments? So let's say if you only go out, let's say you went out once a week and you stayed at the club for three hours and you didn't drink anything, you didn't smoke anything, and so that's 12 hours that you spent really relaxing and having fun and invoking the energy of joy, right? And and you also were shining your light because you couldn't help it because you went out and you had on your – sanctification medallion, you had a, your angel light medallion, <laughs> you know, your man is eating right. good, you know what I'm saying, so he's shining his light, he don't curse, so y'all walking in there beaming, right, so okay. now, that's only that's only 12 hours out the month, but let's say y'all doing an hour of meditation every day together, collectively, as a family, I'm just saying, let's mm-hmm. say, let's say Chris do 20 minutes, you do 20 minutes, Jason do 20 minutes, and your daughter do 20 minutes, 
There's 80 minutes of meditation every day going on in the house seven days a week. That's 560 minutes of, no, that's 560, that's seven hours a week, 28 hours. That's 28 hours of meditation versus that 12. And you're not even doing no bank meditation. You're doing some high-end meditation. That's just on your warm-ups. If your 20-minute warm-up before you do your Kim Wafu, before you do your solar rejuvenation, before you do your other words of power that you got, before you do your, I could go on and on and on. You see what I'm saying? So when you add up all of that, I look at it like a check. You always putting, you always gaining spiritual points. And when you went to the club, you didn't go to the club to like get wasted. You just wanted to hear good music. And, and, and that wasn't your path. Um, me and Brian had this conversation when we were in Charlotte um, okay. uh, last um, when we were in Charlotte in November and we said come on man come on and uh, come on and hang out with us and he was like nah man nah man you know we're getting ready to go out here in that world and you know nobody's like us man they're doing they're doing all this other kind of stuff and you know we're not going to get involved in that and I was like Brian they need us because our light is beaming in every direction like your light if you're a light worker you don't have to hold your hands up and tell somebody to sit still and let me project energy through your palms. Your energy is coming through every pore on you, right? So right. Every, everywhere we walked, we were like nine, ten deep. Just think of any workshop you've been to, and you take nine angels and warriors of light out of that entire room, that entire room, and go anywhere, anything is going on, you can't even imagine something that's going to put your light out. You know what I'm saying? And so when we finished, we you know, we hung out. We had a good time. Everybody, we was chilling. We ate good. Brian came back, and he said, man, Kyrie, thank you. I was like, for what? He was like, you were right. No, we went out. Like, nothing happened to us. You know, and but how do we know that we didn't stop something from happening because we were bringing so many angels with us? Like, especially... Especially when you told when you told that Archangel Michael energy, I really wanted to speak on that. When you told that Archangel Michael energy, somebody else's gin is scared of Michael. Michael punks other evil negative energy. They don't want to get in. They don't want to get in your circumference. They don't want to get in your light. As a matter of fact, we may be causing other people to have a a a a, a, a repass of of turmoil going on in their life. You, you, you have, come on, Sam and Jason. I know y'all done been somewhere and somebody was like, man, it just felt so good just to stand around y'all. That was because yeah. you, you ran their darkness away. Now, when you left, they didn't have a medallion. They don't meditate. Their darkness may have rushed back up on them again. But while you were there, there was straight light. So I want you, so, and then, you know what you create if you worry about that? You create stress. You create anxiety, and then you have to delay your practice. You can't do your data if you're sitting there like, oh, my Lord, I went to the soaker last night, so I don't know if the angel's going to be disappointed in me, so I'm going to miss another night of doing my data practice. And then, oh, well, I went out last night on a Saturday, so now it's Sunday morning. I'm not going to get up for sunrise to do my solar rejuvenation work because I saw somebody rolling up some weed. You know what I mean? You won't smoke You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to let people live, and like and like he said, in in relationships, accept people for where they are at, and evolve ourselves 
so they can watch us. What is the example of Jason holding the door for you, of Jason kissing on you, of them seeing nothing but bottles of water going to the table all night? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nothing but y'all dancing and laughing and just acting just full of glee and then all of a sudden leave. And see, when you leave, people are going to notice that your light left. You see what I'm saying? So that's that's my thoughts on that particular thing. Now, I don't go out a lot, but when I go out, I know I'm so, my spiritual team, I'm a spiritual team member. So they're not going to just go out, I mean, let me go out without them. They're going where I'm going. So that's how I feel about it. Was that helpful? What do you think about that? Definitely helpful and very well said. Um, and Jason said, you know, he made a great point towards that as well um, when, he, you know, he said, you know, we always protect ourselves. Just, you know, just throw, just throw your protection on and, you know, and go out there because we have so much fun in the house. But sometimes, you know, it's good to get out. And not that we want to do it every week or, you know, we go out, you know, often. But when we do go out, you know, there's certain things that we miss or, you know, or we'd like to embrace. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of get that straight. But you're absolutely right, and that was a great answer. Thank you, you know, so much. <laughs> you're welcome. But remember, Master said, meet in the heart. You know what's in your heart, saying, And Jay, you, and everybody listening knows what's in their heart. As long as the yeah, heart, because yeah. that's what they're watching. This that, that goes back to the laws of Ma'at, you know, which is Master Ashaya. You're going to have to, if you know that you're going to have to put your heart on the scale when you get back home, you ain't going to cut up. <laughs> you ain't going to cut up, you know. And it's only, especially if you know that your partner got a light heart, so normally you don't put two hearts on the scale anyway. You can't bring nobody else's heart home, but I know that's the empathy of a, you know, a woman and a healer, you know, with, with, with your power. I know you want to take care of the world, you know. You know, know it, you know, Coach, you know it. You know it, yeah. my brother, but I do understand, you know, what I need to do in order for me to do that. So, I'm, you know, I'm just on the humble path of, you know, of growing and constantly learning. So um, I appreciate it. And, you know, once again, masters are, you know, the light that we follow, <laughs> you know, down that path. And, you know, they shine so brightly. I mean, everything everything from Ashaya's book to all, you know, when I read The Living Soul for Master, that was the first book. That book, you know, has a special place in my heart. I'm like, wow, this sounds like a journey that I've been praying for. And, and so I just kind of see all the similarities and, it's, you know, it's just about being thankful that, you know, we have the perfect couple, the perfect individual for me to strive after, you know, for Jason. Like even the children. Hello, did you hit the mute button on the phone? You went out. Yeah, can can you hear me? Okay, you're back. Okay, um, you know, I just want to re- reiterate how grateful we are to our master teachers, and you know, we mimic them in every aspect, or we try to, you know, let me say, mimic them in every aspect of our lives. So, you know, our goal. And our knowledge never stops. We are we're always open to learning and growing, you know, because we are blessed to be in that light. We thank the Holy Creator for placing them in our lives that, I mean, they make it so easy. All we have to do is look at them and walk down that same road. So, you know, we are blessed and thankful in that light. Trust me. I wanted, I wanted to ask you a question quick before I go to the next caller, too, uh, about 
for the old school song by Brand Nubian. Don't let it go to your head now. So here you mm-hmm. are. You hear the masters tell your husband that he should listen to you. What keeps you from being abusive with that power? Humility and remembering that this is a path of humility no matter what it happens. It's not about power or it's not about, you know, being, being, you know, I still look at him as my equal. So, I, you know, there's no way that I could look down on him or anyone else. Everyone is my equal. So the same way I'm in a light to teach or share, I'm also in a light of learning. So I could never see myself or put myself in a position of being better or greater than anyone else. And that goes for my family, especially because, I mean, anyone who knows me knows my family is my world, my heart. And, you know, I'm here to help and to guide and to teach and to heal. So in order to be that, in order to be the best of that, I have to remain humble. And I'm still learning that, still practicing that every day. It is a challenge. I'm not there yet but I'm trying my best. So it's a matter of remaining in, in humility. That's wow. my answer. <laughs> it's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. Hey, Jason, from man to man, don't you mess that up. I'm going to call you a big dummy. That's just from Kyrie to you. Don't you mess that up. You ain't going to find... Hey, brothers, when you get something like that, because I know Jason. He ch- Man, he's so cool. I love Jason's energy, yo. <laughs> he's so cool. I couldn't even I couldn't even propose for me and Jason to go out and do nothing unless it was like workout, bike ride or something. Jason, I'm going to go to the house. You know what I'm saying? So, ladies, if you want to get you something like that that's always talking about, all right, coach, I got to go. I'm going to the crib. Then practice, 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 practice. All right. Yes, oh, uh, Jason, give out y'all's website. You know what I'm saying? So people can check so people can check y'all out because y'all have been endorsed. <laughs> and co-signed by the Masters as well. So let people know what your website is before I let y'all go. Okay. Our website is uh, www.holisticseasonings.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, seasonings, with an S at the end, dot com. Um, you know, go on there, check us out. We have a lot of a lot of information, a lot of tools to, to help individuals achieve health and wellness and transformation and longevity of life. Um, and we appreciate uh, what you're doing, Coach, and the other angels mm-hmm. of life and the members of the uh, uh, Tybro family. And we just love you all, and we appreciate you all. And check us out. We're on HolisticSeasonings.com. All right. That's what's up. I'll talk to you all soon, man. I'll see you all in Vegas. Yes, Indeed. Sir. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate you always. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you all. This is a dream come true. Caller from the 404-457. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, well, my Facebook name is Kyoko Moon, but my real name is Gafara, and I'm in Atlanta right now. How you doing, Kyoko Moon? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you posted this on Facebook because I had the time to sit down and probably listen to a good bit of probably 35 minutes. Okay. And it hit me hard, man. I mean, <laughs> it hit me hard, but it was something I think that really needed to be said. Um, with talk what I'm dealing with. Talk, talk to me. I, talk, 
Talk to me about what hit you hard. Talk, go straight in. Don't be ashamed. Talk about what hit you hard. Everything that he said about women making more money than a man, not taking advantage of your power uh, in the relationship because of that, um, the part of the relationship about growing spiritually and evolving your soul with the other individual. I'm dealing with something similar to that. It, it, it's so complicated, and I don't want to make it complicated, but it's like I was fighting that because I figured I was ready to evolve my soul, and the person that I deemed was somewhat close to me, he was ready, but I, I deemed that he was not ready. So I'm going back and forth with myself whether I wanted to share him all of the information that I I received from Master Gibson and Nasario. And I'm like, if I give the, if I share this information, I want you to respect it, um, appreciate it, you know, and and not just be negative about it because you, you don't understand it, you know. But that's the same but, thing as that's the same thing as you that same thing as he was telling the men. You can't dictate to the woman if you come in with the information. You're supposed to nurture yourself and let them see the example of it, and then they'll decide. My teacher before I met. Master Gibson, Senyata Saraswati said, "Plant the seed and walk away." That was his attitude. Now he was an older, he was an older G code, but it was the same thing. Plant the seed and then walk away. You, I mean, how could someone? How could that's still trying to change someone? Like that's not your exactly. child. You see what I'm saying? So, exactly. right. <laughs> the thing of it is, it's uh, I had the monetary. Uh, money to purchase, you know, the spiritual tools that he has, and I think my my friend he didn't, but I just wanted to respect whatever I'm going to share, and so I kind of withheld sharing, and I became upset <laughs> because I saw him dealing with a bunch of different women, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think he wants anything serious, so let me just keep this information to myself and not share it, mm. you know. But now, you know, I, I feel like, okay, I, I should at least share the information and then let him make the decision and the choice of what he wants to do. Can, you I, ask you, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you, do you like flowers? Absolutely. I buy flowers all the time. No, I'm saying, but what if somebody gives you flowers? Do you, I mean, how does that make you feel when somebody gives you a gift of flowers? How does that make me feel? Yes, when 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 you receive a gift, how do you how do you feel, Kioka Amun? How do you feel when you receive a gift and somebody just gave you something out of love? I feel like they love me or they like me a lot because I I, I love flowers. <laughs> I love no, no, no. flowers. No, 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 no. I'm talking about how do you feel? I ain't asking you how do you feel they feel about you. I said. How do you feel? Do you feel joy? Do you feel anger? Do you feel depression? Do you feel happiness? How do you feel? What's the emotion? Joy. Absolutely right. joy. And what, do, <laughs> and what does joy do to your body? It enlivens you, right? It invigorates all of your organs, right? Yes. And that's by someone giving you a simple gift. They could buy you a card when you weren't feeling good, and it could have been like a $2 gift, right? And remember, they said it could have been a $2 gift, but they always said it was a thought that counts, right? Exactly. 
And then you just have all this joy, and it just changes your entire energy and your environment, right? Uh huh. What do you think it does for the person who gave the gift? Probably the same, if not more. So why would you? <laughs> so why would you cheat yourself? This is what I'm saying. Why would you cheat yourself of being able to be the giver and of someone else's joy? If you were to give any spiritual tool, any, any spiritual tool that you thought would help a friend, whether y'all were intimate or looking at a type of relationship, or you just said, you know what, I think this can help you. I'm going to, this is your gift. Here, take this, take this gift. I'll get another one because I know where to get them from. Let's just say after today, I realized that I need to do my part, even as a friend. Um, you know, if someone needs help with some spiritual tools to help clear their karma and they ask for it, give it. Especially if you have the monetary means to, to purchase it for them, give it. You know what I mean? Give it. You know, the the problem with me was the past. The past. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't even mm-hmm. talk about that. But um, I feel well, like I want to do the right thing at this point. Just do the right I'm- thing. Is I just want to say to everybody listening, because I was going to ask, I was going to ask Master Ashaya about this, the importance of getting out of your time machine. You cannot keep living in the past as you walk down this spiritual, uh, spiritual path. If you're walking down a spiritual path backwards because all of your attention is centered at what happened in the past, then you will not be on the path for long because your eyes and your heart need to be facing forward. When you're on the spiritual mm-hmm. path, it's important to leave your past behind you. Behind you. Like so many people, to me, that's like Master said, that's like those people who pretend that they're awake. They got all the tools, they go to all the workshops, but they heart full of grudges. Oh, well, so-and-so, oh. I I'm with Tawana now, but Sharon hurt me. So I really can't open up to Tawana now because of what Sharon did to me. But I haven't seen Sharon in 10 years. You see what I'm saying? And I'm still... I know. Or, right. And so we we often can be our own worst enemy, man. So right after joy, I'm going to tell you from my own personal experience, compassion is number two. When you start showing compassion for other people and start gifting other people, I have never been as monetarily prosperous as I have in the last two years since I started showing more compassion to people and gifting people mm-hmm. with my talents. The first thing I did, this is not, and this ain't no brag, this is just a fact. The first thing I did when I came home from Kim Wafu, the biggest thing that stood out to me wasn't how I could make money. He said, if you ask a person for permission, you can pray for them and do a ritual on their behalf. Mm. When I went, the, the 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 first day I met Master Gibson in the back of his, in his, I call it a laboratory. This is, I don't know if anybody's, a lot of people don't get this far in there, but he has like a bowl of prayers of requests that he prays over that people have sent to him. That's compassion. 
Like he's wow. very, very intelligent. His wife is very, very intelligent. They could be spending their time doing other things besides praying over a lot of hard headed followers. Because we often don't mm-hmm. reach out until as a result of being hard headed, we desperately need some soul cutting or I need this or I need this. We ain't do no preventive maintenance, but when the emergency comes, then we need them to step in because of our lack of um our lack of foresight. And they do what? They take the time out to still pray for us. If you want to walk in the light, you got to do what the light walkers are doing. The light walkers are showing you compassion. Like, I can almost cry now over instances that Master Ashaya has given me things and knew I was on my last and knew I was on my last and wouldn't take my money. And I had already had in my mind, I had already had in my mind that I was going to go home broke. I'm going to take this and go buy this because I need it right now. And she she put it in my hand and I pulled my money out and she wouldn't take it. And I said, no, no, no. She said, no, no, no. Back to me. We had a no, no, no conversation. And she was she was teaching me. She was teaching me compassion by showing me compassion. And it was and it was a twenty dollar CD. I was at a point where I had my last twenty dollars. I was going to get. I tell you what it was. It was the removing negative karma CD. First CD exactly. I first CD I ever had. First CD I ever had. So for me, and 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 it's and it's been instances where. I've been in situations where I knew that that's what a person needed, and I gave my copy away. And then I, or I would ask, I would text her or send her a quick email and ask for permission to give my copy away, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to spiritually steal from them. And then they, and then they say yes. I've given so many copies of that away. When I heard the miracle prayer was for free on download. That's all I was talking about. Go get your free miracle. Go get because that's the only way I can show compassion was to be the light for somebody else. And then mm. ten months later, I heard somebody had a baby, and the baby came out because they were uh, playing the free miracle prayer. That they heard that from me, they was giving away a miracle prayer. Just that little bit of light. I didn't make the miracle prayer. Just a little bit, a little bit of compassion. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, and and and. Everybody, man, I know women right now, they've been abandoned, and it's the marketing, man. It's not y'all innately. It's the marketing that has y'all trying to hold on to the purse strings. And But if you're not anchored in the creator, if you got more anchor in your bank account than you do in the creator to bring you more money, <laughs> you're in trouble. You're in trouble. I make, and, I, and I make no bones about that. You see what I'm saying? So you do you think the creator will let you lose your house? And you were around here showing compassion and giving gifts to people who really need it. Now, whether they use it or not is none of your business. That's what I had to learn, too. Uh-huh. It's none of my business uh-huh. whether they use it or not. It's not. That's none of my business. Did I give oh, it to them? <laughs> Did I give it to them with unconditional love? Mm, okay. Because Because when you give it to even a stranger or a friend who you're not going to intimately be involved in, you're letting your angels know that you're ready to be in a partnership or in a relationship. That's a strategy. Okay. That's a strategy. 
You see what I'm saying? Like okay. I don't need I don't need no more extra relationships. But I want people to come on the show because I can send all my questions on an email. I can send all my questions on an email. It might take two or three days, but I'm gonna get my answers. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I knew the answers to a lot of these questions. Or I suffered through these and I wished that I wouldn't have suffered. I would have had a master to guide me on. You see what I'm saying? So when you do that, then things you, you you have to start the process of the law of attraction. I guess that's what I want to say. You have to start it. And the person who becomes a bigger person first is always going to win. The person why do you think God, the person who the person who becomes the bigger person first will always win. You can't lose. You can't lose. Like I don't care how much money I have, I win with honesty and humility. So if I'm dating somebody who makes more money than me, I don't care. I'm honest. Now, that person has a problem. That's In a lot of relationships I come into, I'm women make more money than me, but I tell the truth all the time. Do you think I would sacrifice my honesty for more currency? Never on your life. Never. <laughs> never. Never will I sacrifice me being honest and being able to sleep good at night for six figures or seven figures or a lottery win, never in my life. Mm-hmm. I just talked to a, I just talked to a oh man. I have so many relationship couples that I talk to, and a lot of them are women. And I see women that marry these safe men because I make more money than he does, so he's going to be safe. He's not going to buck up. And then they get married for the wrong intentions, just so they can seem like somebody wants them. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. Do not do that. So what have you helped if you knew a lot of men? That was God. You know what I'm saying? It's not, don't take credit for it. I, God God put me in this position. The creator and the angels put me in this position to bring this broadcast forward, to be able to share with somebody. Not me. It's not me. People thank me all the time. I say I appreciate it, but thank God. It's not me. It's not me. They're being cordial, but I know that God is guiding my step because that's when you surrender. When you surrender and submit to the light, nothing can go wrong. Nobody wants none of that work. Nobody want to mess with them. Ain't none of these bad guys want none of these light guys. I'm going to just put it to you on a street term. The dark guys don't want none of these light guys, point blank, period. They know, they know Archangel Michael's reputation. They know how he gets down. They don't want none of that. And to me, that's my number one defense is being honest being humble, being patient, and being sincere, the four virtues. I use those first. And now I have magic? Oh, my goodness gracious. Like I said, some days I just look at myself in awe and be like, man, look how blessed you are. It's ridiculous. So that's just that's just how I feel about it because I don't tell anyone what to do. Let your heart, let your heart be your guide on what you're going to do next. In all- my heart was telling me. Go ahead. No, say that again. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was saying my heart was telling me to get something special for him that's going to help him. And then my ego and my mind is, like, fighting that and, and combating How that. How old are you right now? I'm 34. So at 54, your heart will remember what you did 20 years ago. Do you want to okay. take the chance of your heart being heavy over something you didn't do at 34? Do you, can you take that chance? Can you stand that chance? No. Uh, no. <laughs> so, 
So tell your ego to shut. Tell your ego to shut his mouth. Then you the one in charge. Is yeah. are you in charge or your ego in charge? The heart is in charge. The heart has to win. You know. It's a battle. My heart though. is telling me to do the right thing, so that's what I have to do. And just listening to this broadcast, I'm going to go ahead and follow through with what I said I'm going to do and keep my word. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on coming. This is a dream come true. Look, send me an email or something on Facebook or something and let me know how that worked out. Give it about two weeks. I just want to hear about the blessings. I want to hear the testimonials. I'll hit you up on Facebook. On which, which one, Kyra Love or Coach K? It don't matter. I'm gonna get both of them, but Kaya Love is is will, will be that much faster. And tell you what happened. Yeah, I want to hear. I, I want to hear how much joy you felt, cause there's no, that's the only thing that can happen. Okay. Okay. When okay. Give, okay. I'll do that. When you I'll give, that. Love, you know that's yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to know who it is. That's none of my business. I'll go and make that purchase that I said I was gonna do. Okay. There you go. Your heart, your heart is gonna thank you. Trust me. Trust me. I trust me. All right. It's been telling me to do it. So I thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Bye. Caller from the five one three eight six nine. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the five one three eight. Six nine, your mic is wide open. Hello. I think you're trying to take yourself off mute, or did you not mean to come on the line? One more time. Five one three eight six nine. Your mic is wide open. Going once, going twice. All right. Caller from the five one three six hundred. Five one three six hundred. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from? My name is LaKenta and I'm calling from Ohio. Hey, LaKenta, how you doing? I'm good. I was just listening to the show when the Masters was on and just um, loving the information that they were putting out and just agreeing with them what they had to say. And especially when you asked her about the money, um, you know, that's the one thing or that's one of the main things that, you know, people can't seem to get over or deal with the money issue. And the one thing that I understand is that if you're dealing with somebody and money is an issue, if you all can't come to an agreement, you you need to definitely be spiritually discerning if that person is somebody you even should be trying to be in a relationship with because that money is going to always be an issue in the relationship. And if y'all don't resolve that up front, whether she makes more, he makes more, you know, when you come into a relationship, it should be one. We're coming in this relationship to learn how to be in this thing together instead of trying to be um, remain individuals. And I don't think spiritual work, just for me personally speaking, I don't um, feel that spiritual work is conducive to two people coming together and still trying to trying to remain individualistic in a in what's supposed to be a, a relationship. It's awesome, baby. You get the show enough, show enough award for the day on that one right there. I'm applauding you because as a woman to come out and say that, and you said it with conviction and courage, and it wasn't like 
you said it, you know, like I hear it so much from people just being desperate or they just like, you know, like, well, if he, to me, if you have money is the issue, then you were never close with God. Like God ain't, God ain't going to never let you fall all the way out. You know, if you, if you his child and you doing his work, that's what I tell people all the time. The language of God is abundance. The language of God is abundance. When you speak in that language of abundance, then you're going to attract abundance. But that's where I think at the beginning of the show, when he said you got to make sure that you ain't false flagging or, you or you're not pretending that you awake, but you're still acting like money is an issue. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and again, you know, one of the things that I tell people is sad that you trust, you'll trust a man with, as women, I tell women, you'll trust a man with your body, you'll trust him with your kids, but you don't trust him with your money. Something wrong with that picture, you know. So, you know, we really need to get our priorities straight. And as we become spiritually evolved, if you're really doing this work, if you're really growing spiritually, money should be the least. Not that you don't think about it, not that you don't want it, but how to come about money really is not the, should not be the highlight of the situation. Mm, there she go again, y'all. Dream come true. Um, <laughs> but what the doctors, what the masters was giving out, the whole show, you know, the time that they allotted was, um, it was a jewel. And I appreciate the person that hit me up and let me know to tune in. And I, um, I thoroughly, I got something from it, and I appreciate, um, the medium that was provided for them to show up today. Oh. And the hits just keep on coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Um, I definitely appreciate your candor and your honesty as well with uh, that particular situation. Now, I am about getting that paper, and um, there's nothing wrong with having it. But I totally agree definitely. with you. I totally agree with you that. Well, I feel that strategically, if the heart center is right, and you're doing the meditation and you're connecting with the above correctly then the below is going to be correct, you know? And I feel that for the, men, for the men, that woman who's domineering like that and she's uh, desperate like that because she makes more money, you also have to watch out because she may have some spending habits that you might need to be aware of. Has she filed bankruptcy before? Like, I ain't never filed bankruptcy before, ever. You see what I'm saying? Like, my credit ain't the best, but I ain't got no bankruptcies on it. And as a matter of fact, the last, I deal with so much cash that the last time I saw my credit score, I was surprised at what it was. I was like, well, golly. You see what I'm saying? So right. I think that when men, I just want to tell the men, like, don't play the sucker role and just want to try to get somebody that you can just lay up with and they're going to take care of you. You know, don't do that. You know, really be serious about the person and help you growing. And just like Master said, you know, a man who got a woman got some magic. So be wise about it, you know. And as Sanchia came in and offered, you have to remain humble. Ladies, your your arrogance, ladies, will kill your magic. I just want to put that out there. That's from Kair. Arrogance will kill your magic. I, I believe that women have more magic than men do. They have the capacity. They are the magic holders, that's just how I feel. I've seen the evidence. Because y'all can get mad and 
your emotions can tear something up and you don't even know one ritual. And y'all can be happy and gleeful and don't know <laughs> one ritual and make everything make everything go right. So You're right. You're right about that. You're a woman right. who got some a woman who got some rituals and a woman who really knows something and then she let arrogance come in, she done. The man, you better run. You better pack you one of them little um, Johnny Appleseed, get the stick and put the handkerchief on the back, and whatever you can put in the handkerchief and run, run, run. Because if you got a pure heart, man, God ain't going to let you be out here by yourself. That's how I feel. I don't, and, and I ain't never seen nobody with a pure heart out here really struggling like that by themselves, you know, where they can't get nobody. I've heard people who got a pure heart who are saying, it's a time for me to get myself together. That's one thing. But to be out here and be like, oh, my heart is so pure, but God won't bring anyone to me. I'd be like, man, you fronting on God. Don't don't put that on God. That God, Well, when God see fit to bring me somebody. Man, cut that out. God going to give you what you deserve. If you, if you ain't arrogant and you got some humility, God want to match you up with somebody. Because women, you are our teachers. Remember what Master said at the beginning? He said he had to learn some things from, he had to learn some things from Master Ashaya. And she wasn't. She hadn't even met Dejounte yet, and he had to humble himself. You know what I mean? So it's so much that we can learn through humility. So Absolutely. thank you so much. And we thank learn you. from each other. Oh, we learn from each other. We learn even 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 though he came in with what may be looked at as a superior system. You know what I mean? So I learned, man. I learned buku. I'm gonna wait and get this other caller first before I like do my recap. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much, LaQuinta, for for joining us. And please share this show with five of your women friends who you think may need to hear this. I will. Thank you. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Peace. Likewise. Peace. Caller from the 336-448. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Can you turn your speakers down, please? Let me try this one more time. If you're watch, if you listening to me on the computer, before I open your mic, you have to turn your speakers down on the computer. All right? So 336, I'm about to come to you. Please turn your um, speakers down. I'm about to open your mic so we don't have any feedback. Caller from the 336-448. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from? All righty. They just are on the phone. I guess they're not. They didn't really want to get in. I'm gonna go back and check with five one three eight six nine real quick. Five one three eight six nine. Your mic is back open again. Okay, I was just hello. I'll, yes, hello. Yeah, I'm just. This is Maurice. Uh, I'm just listening to the show. I don't know too much about calling in and you know muting and all that kind of stuff. I was just listening, but you told me my mic was wide open and. So I'm talking now, you know, I put it on mute the first time you did that, but it, I think you already like switched me off. But, um, hello. When you press one, it, it indicates that you want to call in. So I guess you had pressed one when your first time that you came on the show. So maybe, so that's why I opened the mic because I thought that you had wanted to share something. Uh, I saw that you had been on the show for quite a while too. Was there anything that you did here? That resonated with you? Oh yeah, especially about the court. I think I think uh, about the um, the three the, the three courts, something like that. It's connected to, to people. 
And yeah. then I, I don't I don't know the terminology. That was very that was very interesting. And then you mess with two people that's six, you know, and how he was that numerology, and then I was like, wow, <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> deep. <laughs> but, between, but between but between listening to the show, I'm here with my mechanic. He's working on my car, so I was like, kind of going back and forth, you know. So I was getting bits and pieces. Okay, well you can go back to tybroradio.com and listen to the whole mm-hmm. show. It's over. Tybro red t y b r o radio dot com when the show is over. Tyboradio.com, Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, Maurice. Thank you. All right, caller from the 951-374. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? What's up, Coach? This is Big Ben. How are you doing today? Oh, man, all is well. All is well, Big Ben. What's happening over there on the left coast, man? You know I'm going to be in – I didn't tell you, but I'm going to be in town soon now. If we don't go get some Jamaican okay. food or some Ethiopian food this time, I'm going to have to cut you off. <laughs> I'm going to try to make arrangements for that, man. Uh, no, I just want to chime in uh, real quickly on the show. Um, Dr. Gibson, Mrs. Gibson had some very good information. I got um, the last part about the you know the connecting and the uh, um, understanding of the relationship and, and honoring the person that you're with and being truthful and how that has, you know, uh, I want to say invisible, but there's unforeseen connections. And at the same time, you just being truthful to yourself and, and compassionate and, and things that you can be in as being um, loving to people and not expecting in return, but in essence, if your intentions are are of a good one, it will return in different ways. So I just want to say, you know, good good show, you know, uh, throwing out the information for people to uh, gravitate to. Even though that you know a lot of this information, you put it out on a format so other people can understand uh, the questions that you've already had answered, but however they have not formulated and you uh, illustrated an example of uh, humility in, the, in that aspect as well as teaching. That's why you're the coach. So um, I want to say thank you on that and uh, I follow your lead and the things that you show and I appreciate it and uh, I appreciate the love that you show me and uh, the words and uh, the actions that you do and, and being a good example, sir. So oh, I forgot. I can't call you sir. I can call you coach. So um I hope you have a I hope you have a good rest of your day and uh, continue blessing to you, my friend. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. As always, it's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on coming. Hey, man, I appreciate you too. Just just me knowing that I got eyes on me. You know what I'm saying? That depend on me bringing quality information and to stay on my square. You know that's one of the that that's a part of my strategy is to go so hard that people, you know, look to me for the example, you know, and so I appreciate you for just keeping eyes on me, you know. Now, I want to I want to see results. I don't want just people just looking at me any kind of way and just be like, yeah, I follow coach. I want to I want to hear about the results, but I know you've been working, you know, you've been you've been rocking with my system for for a while, you know, and um it just makes me feel really good that my cup is overflowing enough that you know you can you you can have you know nourishment too where your cup fills up too so I appreciate you man thank you all right coach all right I talk to you soon bro peace all right uh, nobody hang up if you're on it if you're in the chat room you're probably getting ready to get cut off but that's okay you can come back in and listen to the download if we're doing the after party 
nobody else has their hand raised. I'm going to give everybody else another two, three seconds. I'm going to play another clip from um, our sponsor tonight at, over at Tybro.com. If you are, um, I remember earlier Kiyoka said, well, she was talking about the spiritual tools, right? Please, please, please go over to Tybro.com and click on products. As a matter of fact, go on Tybro.com and look up under free mantras up under products. If your budget is a little light, there's enough stuff on there. The 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 words for the Usnisa Vijaya prayer is free on the site. If somebody wants me to even, I have it typed out in a way you can learn it even faster. If anybody wants me to send you the Usnisa Vijaya prayer typed out in a way that you can learn it easily, and I'll send you the YouTube video and the link where you can get it, send me an email at hello at Coach Kair. Send me an email at hello at CoachKair.com, K-H-A-Y-R. Just send me an email and say, send me send me the prayer. Or put put Divine World Prayer in it, and I'll send you the prayer. You can read it. I've seen a link where you can go get it. I've seen a link for the YouTube video where you can listen to it. Like, you have something in your budget. As I tell people all the time, don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Please, please, please don't cheat yourself. I used to look at some of the things on that. And even the show talking about strategies with relationships, like my relationship with money has changed 1,000%. Because now I realize the words that I was saying before. I said money is like a sophisticated woman. If you don't know how to treat her, she will leave you. Well, now that I know I need to treat myself better, I need to treat women better, and I need to treat my money better. My money likes to circulate. And there's been not one thing that I have got from the products from Tybro.com that the money has not, like, just boomeranged and came back immediately. I'm talking about I've went from low numbers to enough numbers to purchase what I needed. Like, if there was a, a – and I wanted to get it when I wanted to, it seemed like – it came, and what you get is what you're supposed to get. It's calling for you. You have a destiny to meet it, so don't look at the expense. You know What would you pay for the next best thing to happen in your life? If you would only pay $20 for it, then you're probably only going to get a $20 experience. Or even in your mind, if you say, I would pay a million dollars if I had it. Okay, well, what if it costs 350 then? What if it costs four hundred and you got five hundred? If your rent is paid and you ain't getting ready to get uh, kicked out, then have a good relationship with your money. Have a relationship with the Creator. Show the Creator that you trust Him. Don't be foolish and just ball out and make it rain. But show the Creator that I'm, I am investing in some spiritual tools that's going to help strengthen my three cords, which is mind, body, and the soul. And they need strengthening, people. Mine needs strengthening. Yours needs strengthening. Everybody's tools, I mean, everybody's cords, everybody's centers need strengthening. And that's why I'm doing this show because just the words about relationships, man, we do, our, our relationship status is so jacked up and keeping us from having the relationships that we want with the creator. We so angry at people and won't forgive and won't have compassion, and won't share 
and don't know how to normally treat another human being that we can't advance on our spiritual path. That's real talk. I know that's how it was for me. When I changed how I started treating people, I could see the difference start happening in my life. And even other people would come and say, yo, coach, I see a change in you. Kair, I see a change in you. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm just chilling. But I don't go around saying, oh, I did this for somebody. I did this for somebody. Like, man, like, one thing, I'm I'm, I'm going to give everybody a, a jewel tool you could use. Pray for somebody. You know, you're always praying for yourself when things are going wrong. Pray for somebody else. I'm talking about pray for somebody who you know needs it. This is before you even monetarily contribute to that. Pray for it and, and just send a lot of love and light to that person. Show the, show the angels and the creator that you got 20 minutes to sit down and pray on somebody else's behalf. Have you ever prayed 20 minutes where you didn't ask for nothing for yourself? That's a great feeling. I get like that sometimes. Then go find you a nice uh, a nice book, a nice journal, right? And call it your prayer journal, but put other people's prayers in it. Like my prayer journal is my book of shadows. I put my rituals in there and I put my prayers in there. But I have a separate book that I pray for other people in. You go to my website, coachkayer.com. If anybody needs prayer, you can go to coachkayer.com, drop in a prayer request. I have a sheet. Where's my sheet? I got a sheet over here waiting to for me to put in my um put in my book right now. I get maybe like a, a maybe like three requests a week. I don't need fifty or a hundred, but if I do, I'm gonna do whatever I can to read them and then send and then send my energy into that and ask the creator on on my behalf to intercede in this particular situation. You know. So pray for somebody, man. We need more prayer. We definitely need more love on the planet. We need, like, so many, so many different things, man. And we have the tools. The tools are available. The masters have graced us by their sacrifice uh, to provide us with these tools. And they ain't doing it to get rich. That's definitely, that's not it because... They could do some other things. They could do other things and be very, very, very wealthy. I feel that in my heart. And they messing with, I don't know, sometimes I even call myself a knucklehead. I, I love them so much that they even have the patience to deal with me sometimes. And, uh, and what I might feel is my progression is not going as fast as I want it to go or maybe as they uh, have had intended. I remember Master, Master Gibson gave me some homework one time. And it took me three years to get it done. And he ain't cut me loose. I know I kind of said that with Ebonics, but he didn't say, well, you didn't get that. What I asked you to do, you didn't do it. So, Kair, I ain't messing with you no more. Uh, Kair, you can't come to another workshop. Don't come back to my center to meditate for free. Don't come back over here. And, you know, he, he didn't say any of that. He was patient with me, and he let me watch his example. So for me, I have to do the same thing. I have to emulate that success. And so I challenge everyone listening, whether it's live or whether it's recorded, to take up that call and walk in the light too. You be the light. Why do you think why do you think Master got us walking in the light? So we can eventually be the light. So our lights can merge and we can be the light. That's the end goal. The end goal is not to be following the light forever and ever and ever and ever. I know that's not Master's goal. It shouldn't be our goal either. 
You and because then you gotta lead somebody with your light when you go out to the soca club or to the Jamaican spots. Or just me when I walk down to the grocery store sometimes. I got a grocery store that's in a bougie neighborhood and I got a grocery store that's semi hood. Well when I go to that grocery store it's like got them DVDs. He probably got weed on him too. I got long hair. People are always approaching me, Do you wanna buy some weed? No. I don't smoke. But that don't make that person more evil because they ask me that. I don't judge that person either. I send prayers to them because that used to be me. That used to be me and somebody walked by me and was shining their light. And now I'm walking by people who used to who who are where I used to be and I'm shining my light. Just a little bit I got. I know I don't have the light like Master has. I got some light though, and I'm proud of it. And that relationship too is something that we need to form and stay cool with. Stay in tune with our own light. Do you love your own light? If you love your own light and you nurture your own light, then you won't attract anyone who is anything but nurturing to their own light. Then you got two people nurturing their own light, and now y'all nurturing y'all light together. An amazing situation. A lot of amazing things can happen. So, uh, boy, boy, boy. Uh, one more time now, if you want to get in on this before I close down, because I'm getting ready to go. I got a lot of work to do, and I'm hungry. Uh, please press 1. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who called in tonight thus far. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me give you my let me give my round of applause. This is a dream come true. Thank you for contributing. Uh, eight one three area code seven five seven seven one nine two zero six three three seven nine five four nine in Florida eight zero three in South Carolina. Whoever that is calling in from Skype, big shouts out to the UK family. If you listen to the whole thing. What's up to my UK posse? Yo, I hope I see y'all in Vegas. The brothers from the UK, just as a side note, they like to sit out by the pool and get sunlight. I was like, what are y'all doing out here all the time? They're like, yo, we don't get sun in the UK. I didn't know that. So this shouts out to my, to, my, uh, to the Tybro UK family. Hope I see y'all in Vegas or Houston or both. Uh, 707-615, I think that's Nashville or New Orleans. 803-678, that's Georgia. 215, that's Philly, even though you could be somewhere else or it could be Cali. 647, I think that's 647, maybe Canada. Big shouts out to the Toronto family. Big presence we got, like, all around the entire globe. Um, the workshop, man, if there's only five spots left and you can get to Vegas, I would get there. Um, the workshop in Houston, Solar Words of Power, that speaks for itself. And Qigong announcement will is... Friday afternoon, I don't know the name, I don't know exactly what time, but I definitely will be doing, uh, I definitely will be doing the Qigongs on Friday evening somewhere in the Luxor, maybe by the pool right before sunset, what do you know? And then early in the morning before the workshop, so like when breakfast comes out and they open the doors, we're going to start doing Qigongs. Like, this for like 10, 15 minutes, right? So it's going to be early, and if you want to do some Qigongs before we start the workshop to increase our power, that's what we're going to do. Now, there is a pancake place, too, that I want to tell everybody about. There's two restaurants in Vegas that I want to go out with as many people. Tom says he's gone. I got some other people that's gone. If you want to get the best pancakes you've ever, ever, ever had, 
Blueberry Hill. Blueberry Hill Family Restaurant, MG. Listen, listen, listen. Blueberry Hill Restaurant, the pancakes. I bet they have they have this spread you put on them. You don't even have to put syrup on them. So I'm going. I'm gonna go Friday. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting there early. So I'm not gonna know if I'm gonna go two days, but I'm gonna go there at least twice. And then if you like pizza, the best pizza I have ever tasted in the United States is at a place called Boston's Pizza at the end of the strip. Not the end where the Luxor is at, all the way on the other end. Like, if I just do pancakes and pizza, I'm going to be good for the whole time I'm in Vegas. So please hit me up, shoot me an inbox or an email or something. Let me know you're going to be in Vegas. Most of you all probably have my number. Just text me when you get there. Let's go have pizza together at Boston's, and let's go have pancakes together. Blueberry stays open all night. Uh, Boston's closes around 1 or 2. So I don't know if you want to eat breakfast late like I do or you want to get it early in the morning, but let me know if you want to go to Blueberry Hill Family Restaurants for pancakes or if you want to go to Boston's Pizza for the best pizza. I Trust me. I want to take like four or five people so we can get like different pies so we can taste each other's pies. You know, that's right, that's just how I roll, man. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. That's where I come from. So um, I guess that's 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 my announcements. Uh, at the beginning, you did hear uh, Jonathan Santos with his award-winning love. And we're going to take this out. Well, hey, this is my show. I want to say the Usnisa on the way out. And then... I'm gonna still I'm gonna put a little something under that too. The type of magical power we can have. Turn it down just a little bit. And if we can all just focus on this prayer together. If you know the prayer, that's great. Um if you say it say it with me. If you don't, it's okay. Uh like I said, this is a divine world prayer called the Usnisa Vijaya prayer. It removes all chances of negative karma from happening in your next life and it starts to work this life too um, I've been saying this prayer from memory since August and quantum leaps in my own personal development it's it's bananas um, this is it, this was my homework assignment to memorize this prayer and I thank the heavenly father above the heavenly father and mother above I thank my father and mother here, my spiritual parents, Buddha, Goddess Saraswati, um, Lord Krishna, my physical mother and father, my physical grandparents, my ancestors. Um, I thank them all for letting me get this far on my path to be able to recognize certain things and see things in a different light. Um, and I hope that my walk is a reflection of that. It ain't me. I've had some really, really, really good examples to follow. Some really, really good teachers, and I'm trying my best. I'm, I can try. I'm gonna try a little harder this year. But every year I try to just step it up a little bit. Please be patient with me, like the Christian song said. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. I know God. God ain't through with none of us, right? So, and that, and kind of like this show was about that 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 whole. 
be fruitful and multiply. That was a commandment from God, but you got to know how to relate. You got to have some strategies about love, not romance. We didn't talk about romance today, so I'm not a romance fan. I know what it is, but it should be, to me, it should be 10% of the relationship, not 50% or 80 or 90%. So I'm not a big fan of romance, but I am a big fan of love, big fan of joy, big fan of, uh, man, just happiness. Oh, tomorrow night, big shouts out to the Angel of Light uh, broadcast. It's every Sunday on Blog Talk Radio with Brian and Jamil and Robert and Jaime. Uh, I assist way in the background, you know, like with little, little small things. Not really like those guys are the driving force. They set up the YouTube page. They deserve like all the accolades. Like they go in, right? So please tune in 9 o'clock every Sunday night for an Angel of Light broadcast. It's, it's star-studded. Every week is just like on another topic that we need for our spiritual growth. Just go to YouTube and type in Angels of Light. Subscribe to the channel, then you'll get reminders when the show's about to come on. Got me? And if you're on Facebook, uh, there's always an event. Brian always makes an event on Jamil. Some man makes an event to, um, to, you know, show you how to get on there and hit the link. But just go on Blog Talk, hit Angels of Light, you'll find it. And you'll find all the last, all the prior episodes, too. Lots of jewels. Uh, oh, they shouts out to see Kelly Larson out in Arizona. Peace, looking forward to doing some Qigongs or something with you when we come out to Vegas. We got to get together and put some Qi together. We can't just take pictures and make the lights go out or blow up. We got to do some Qigongs together. I want to share, and I definitely would love to, uh, for you to share as well. Um, I don't know, I just love when I got my family on the line, but I ain't going to keep y'all, keep y'all. Uh, if you would like to acquire this magical power enhancer CD, it's on the products page. Everything is downloadable this year. I noticed that uh, Master Ashaya made that change, and everything is downloadable, so you get it instantly. So if you would like to get that, or you would like to get the Divine World Prayer that I'm about, it's called the Prayer of Greater Miracles. That's what it's called when you're looking for the CD. With the Usnisa, it's called the Prayer of Greater Miracles. All right? Um, I think that's it. I'm going to just say the prayer, and we're going uh, to be out. So, Everybody can just relax, pull your spine up straight, close your eyes if you want, take a nice deep inhale and raise the shoulders up to the ears, exhale out the mouth, drop the shoulders, inhale through the nose slowly, letting the stomach expand, slowly mouth, dropping the shoulders, enticing in the energy of relaxation. One more time, inhale through the nose, exhale out the mouth and let the shoulders drop, let the stomach go slowly back towards the spine. Continue that breathing on a normal pattern. Inhaling and letting the stomach expand. Exhale, let the stomach slowly go back towards the navel. 
Don't hold your breath in between. Just natural breaths at your own rhythm. Namo Bhagavate. Try Loki and Pradavisi Stai Budaya Bhagavate Tariyaka Om. It's a day of this day of summer, summer, summer time of us. It's Purana Gati Nahana Subaha Vasudu Abhisakati Mahama. Sakati Verba Kana Amirta Abhisakati Mahamantra Budaya.
your newborn's eyes Your family's hard work and sacrifice A warm embrace after a long toast fight Or your favorite meal when things ain't going right The sweet serenity after you cry Or your kiss on the cheek to say goodnight That one special friend that had you open wide Or that long date that kept you out all night I love you I love you Oh, no matter how you say it It only matters what you do Each day, please take the time To tell someone that I love you No matter how you say it It only matters what you do See, love is universal And know that, know that someone's loving you Move it out that 